This is the Courier Talking Football. I'm not Eric Nicholson. I'm Sean Hamilton. Uh, Eric is busy. Uh, so we'll leave him to it. <laughs> well, this is a great man. <laughs> he's, uh, he's he's speaking to another great man oh, this morning okay. uh, through in Perth, who's <coughs> uh, decided to have his press conference on a, on a Tuesday, mm-hmm. given St Johnson are playing on Sunday this week. So Eric is uh, Eric is otherwise engaged. So you're stuck with me, unfortunately. <coughs> um, well, what have we got to talk about this week? A, a, tr- a trinity of defeats. Uh, actually, a quartet, because mm-hmm. we're going to speak about our growth. Uh, as well at some point, obviously big news through there with um, Dick Campbell, who was probably probably the longest serving manager in Scotland at this point, was he? <coughs> mm, yeah, Jim McAnally for a while. Yeah, he was away. But yeah, I think he probably would have been uh, at this point, but he's obviously gone now, yeah. so we'll, we'll Did discuss that. Did you not call that. for his sack in the other week? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I think. I think. Uh, what? Uh, to be fair, I think what I, I did say was uh, it, it might be looking like the time <coughs> is right for for yeah, him to go. Right. And actually, I think that's probably how it's well, turned. That's probably how it's turned out. Uh, but we'll get on to that. We'll get on to that. I think first of all, we'll uh, we'll open up with um, with Dundee United, um, and the disaster that's apparently oh. happening uh, there. <laughs> I don't, you, don't think it was a disaster. No. Well. <laughs> Were you actually were you, were you there? No, no, no. no you, of I, course was, I was working. Of course oh, you were. Yes. So I mean, if you if you look at social media, you, <coughs> you listen to, to fans and what have you, as as I as I do from time to time, mm. in the pub and whatever else. I think uh, Dundee United are in crisis. If you believe them at the moment, <coughs> uh, I think there's a there's a slight tendency to overreact in these uh, circumstances. And when you look at Dundee United so far this season. It's been terrific mm-hmm. up to the last couple of weeks, mm. um, and obviously out of two cups uh, in the space of <coughs> a week, seven days essentially. Um, I mean, do you think uh, how bad is it, Jim? Oh, listen, <laughs> I, I, I was listening to the Smiths the other day on the radio, and oh dear, panic on the streets really, of Dundee, you know, <laughs> really bad then. Ah, well, no, I mean, I've always liked the Smiths so much, but I know Morris has got, uh, got a few, but I know I've always liked the Smiths. I'm reading um, his autobiography at the moment. Well, actually, I'll, I'll, I'm going to get a kick. It's actually quite good. I was reading that. There's loads of reviews of it saying it was absolutely rubbish. That's good. It's entertaining. I'll get a wee look at that. No, but you know, panic on the streets of Dundee are certainly the tangerine half. I mean, look. Fans pay their money and are therefore entitled to have their say, <clears throat> even although that say may be completely off the wall and completely nonsensical. United have lost um, two, you know, two games now in the cup to yeah. lower division opposition, albeit you know two of the kind of older established, two of the older established what I would kind of call second tier mm-hmm. sides. I mean, Queen of the South, Fokker, but you know, biggest yeah. sides, decent mm-hmm. sides, both full-time sides. Um, not nice. Um, you know, you want to progress in the Cups. I have to say the Falkirk result where they played poorly anyway, mm-hmm. it was a bit of, <clears throat> a bit of defensive nightmare. Um, I think it should be differentiated yeah. from the Scottish Cup one for, for two reasons. One, it's a Mickey Mouse Cup. Uh, and, I, I, you know, I, I, I mean no insult to the clubs that are in it, but for a club <laughs> like Dundee United, that Cup, isn't a relevance, yeah. you know, isn't a relevance. The Scottish Cup less so, uh, albeit 
you've got you've got to kind of make it as far as the final before you pick up. I think it's is it three hundred fifty grand right. for winning it and all the various kind of accoutrements mm. that go with it. But given Pe peanuts for anything yeah, else, I mean, yeah. look, given this is a good United said at, at Championship level, but they would never have won that cup. I doubt they're going to semi finals. Depends on the draw, you know. Yeah. Um. So w what would they have made financially? So I can I hold firm to that view. That the key thing for Dundee United this season is progressing yeah. to the the Premiership. And mm -hmm. Because if they don't get there, it's disastrous. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I actually, you know what, I, 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 bouncing about the city as I do, and I meet everything from British labourers to lawyers, I'm just astonished at how naive some people are about the fact that Mark Ogren's put 30 million <laughs> quid into this club. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and they seem to have no kind of notion that mm -hmm. he'll be wanting some of it back. And, and he is looking to sell. He's looking to get out. Yeah, yeah, he said you know, as much, isn't he? He's looking to get out. Where are they going to find the buyer? The, you know, the people think he's going to take a massive hit. And, you know, it's just kind of, there's a, there's an element in the United support that's just never happy mm -hmm. with, with what's going on. I was, I, I was talking, uh, and this is not just from me, I was talking to um, a mate the other day, he's a red hot Arab, and he said that, and he says, we have, sometimes he says, I think we've got the worst support in the world. It's just got on, on, on the back, you know, and, you know, Jim Goodwin's cup record's getting dragged out now and all the mm -hmm. rest of the Darville stuff and all the rest of that. Um, look, the truth of the matter is um, it, it went to penalties. When you go to penalties, it's not a lottery because it's a test of skill. United failed that test of skill yeah. with the two misses from Grimshaw and Cujo. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is the, the key thing for United this season is to concentrate and getting up. If they get up, all this is forgotten. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, it's a seven-day wonder. Mm -hmm. I mean, how much uh, attention... Do you think these performances merit? Because, I mean, as we say before, we got into this period of a week. Mm. You know, everything was rosy in the garden for Dundee United. Mm. And, you know, some some would argue it still is. I mean, I would say there's nothing to nothing to concern yourselves with unduly. But, I mean, that said, I think the Falkirk performance in particular wasn't great. Yeah. And then improved against Queen of the South. And I think on another day... They probably should have won, have won it, to be honest. Even as a Queen of the South fan, I could not yeah. Um but it's only a concern, I think, if it continues into the league. Yeah. Because uh, obviously, <clears throat> Morton coming up next, it's a way it's always tough, but they're the worst team in the Championship so far mm -hmm. by four points, which mm -hmm. is quite a, quite a lot at this point. Yeah. Um, so if they make it three games in a row where they've been hot favourites and they, and they don't win or they have a really bad day, mm -hmm. then, yeah, we can start talking about crisis mode I guess the one thing that does worry me is the goals conceded yeah obviously we talked about Falkirk uh, and, and really poor goals you can you can write that off as, as a one bad day type mm -hmm. thing the goals conceded against Queens I think will really rankle as well because the first goal was yeah a corner that came through everybody and nobody dealt with it and mm -hmm. the second one wasn't great either um yeah so that, that that's that's where my worry would be that if they can because it's basically what United have been so good at all season is mm -hmm. it's not conceding goals. It's particularly in the championship, yeah. they've been solid at the back. Yes. These two games they weren't. Well, I mean they've conceded, Jim, in, the, in these two mm. games six six <laughs> goals. Uh, and that's as many as they've conceded mm. all season exactly. in the championship. Um how how harsh can we be about about these goals that they've lost in these in these two games, given how well, well they've done? Well, I I think that you know any harshness uh, I would I would reserve judgment on in terms of if you're going to lose goals and you're going to lose quite a few, you're as well losing them in two cup competitions yeah, yeah. that you're not going to win. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know United were never going to win the Scottish Cup. I doubt very much if they're going very far, um, and it might go on past the next round. But you know they're they're very good championship side. They're not 
I mean, you know, you and I were at Dens on mm. on Saturday. I mean, mm. they're not a patch on Hibs. Yeah, Hibs to me, they're not as good as Dundee. Um, no, I would know, say. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> you know, or, or or kind of maybe eight, nine, ten of the of the. Premier, mm-hmm. Premiership side. That's because they're in the Championship, you know. Mm-hmm. If they were good, they wouldn't be in the Championship, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so, But they've only lost six goals in the Championship where it counts. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I kind of think that anybody would would seriously say, you know what, I'd take the Scottish Cup and stay another season in the Championship. That's not where a club the size of United want to be. So, yeah, they've conceded um, six. Mm-hmm. More of you could, penalties. But no, I mean, they've conceded six in these two games against Falkirk and Queen of the South. But they've only conceded six in 13 outings. And, and the Premiership, and that's mm-hmm. where you know. I mean, I I, th- I think that the kind of that sense of of panic, and it's only among some. It's a social media phenomenon, I think. You know, mm-hmm. um, although mate of mine today who's kind of well known to you and I, well known in the football uh, business, did send me a kind of um, <laughs> a, a very disparaging text moaning, but he moans all the time, you know, <laughs> um, uh, uh, about what's going on. But the, you know, I, I think the key thing here for Jim Goodwin and the players is focus. Mm-hmm. Just focus. Focus on the important business at hand. They're unbeaten after thirteen games, one nine, drawn four, lost none. Thirty-three goals for six against. That's pretty good going. Four-point advantage over Wraith, albeit Wraith have got a game in hand. Said here last week, the yep. game on the 16th at, uh, at Tannery. So that, that become, that's, that's an epic, I think, you know, in terms of this. So, um, you know, I'm not discounting, no, no football player, no football fan wants their team to lose games. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to lose games, and, you know, although I've written, you know, in, in the column, might they be the Invincibles this season in the league? You know, and they certainly know the Invincibles in the Cup, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, that's a very, very tall order to get through the season. The greatest sides in the world struggle mm-hmm. to to do that. Mm-hmm. I, and I suspect the United will not do that in the league. But at the moment, they're in pole position. And for me, that, that, that that's the crucial factor. So not nice to lose in the Cups, but keep, you know, focus on the main prize. And the main prize is getting up. Mm-hmm. I mean, George, the one thing that, that, I mean, even if we discount these two results, um, elements of them anyway. I think the one thing that they do is they put a different sort of pressure on United than they've had all Mm -hmm. season going into this next game back in the league. Because, you know, previously, you know, at the start of the season, you've got the pressure of being favourites and whatever, and you deal with that, you get on with it. Started the season brilliantly. You know, from that point on, you've got the pressure to, to keep winning, maintain your position. But now, for the first time, First time really this season, they're going into a game off the back of two shock defeats, if you like. So it's a different sort of pressure because they really need to. Yeah. It makes this almost a almost a must win. Well, for Dundee United in the championship, pretty much every game's must win, isn't it? Yeah. At this level, particularly the, well, the, way, the way the fans look at things anyway. Uh, I would say the same for Dundee when they're in the championship. They're expected to win every mm-hmm. game because of the size of the club. Um, one thing positive for United on that front is they've dealt with this pressure already this season that right at the start when obviously they lost the two games lost the Spartans mm-hmm. and things looked really like <clears throat> they were really struggling at that point and they managed to get things going and obviously they've gone on that great run in, in the mm-hmm. league that they're unbeaten so they have dealt with that pressure this is slightly different because they've been so good mm-hmm. suddenly they've gone the yeah. other way mm-hmm. um, at Falkirk they were missing um 
Sorry, my phone just rang me. I was I got fine for that. Um, no, it's not the first time. <laughs> no, not the first time. At least yours was on silent. Yeah. I think, no, I've been guilty I think the last time I had it treated to La Cucaracha or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Falkland, they were obviously missing a bunch of key players that kind of showed yeah. in their performance. Uh, Gallagher and Doherty in particular. They came back against Queens, and by all accounts, and watching the highlights, obviously I wasn't there, but United looked. On the ball, they looked pretty good, and they created a lot of chances. Queen's goalkeeper Harry Stone had the best game of his career, probably. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we should say that. Like, I mean, I think we should. I think United racked up what thirty plus shots or so in the course yeah. of a game. I mean, that's that is ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, you know, you, you'll say that at the end of a game, you know, there's <clears> there's there, people say there's only one stat that matters. I don't I don't buy that, but there, there's one stat that overrides. All the others mm -hmm. come ninety minutes, and that obviously is the scoreline. Yeah, but but they did score it's still twice. A, it's, the, they did. That's they, the thing. It's, that's it's, that's why I, I'm kind of more worried about the, the goals they conceded because they, obviously Kai Fotheran came back and scored a couple. Yes. Of goals. Right. So it wasn't like one of those games where it was one nil where mm -hmm. they had a hundred shots and the other team had one and scored. Mm -hmm. It was, mm -hmm. uh, it was slightly different. Well, I mean, they did 18 of the shots on target. Yeah. You know, so it's a combination yeah. of Harry Stone. He's a hardscaper, isn't he? Yeah, he's on the yeah. Um, a combination of, you know, I'm having a um, you know game of his life so far and, and blocks on the line and, uh, you know, and, and people putting their bodies on the line and all the rest of it. So, I mean, you know, I mean, it's in the stuff where they've got to get shooting boots back on, but they had their shooting boots on. You know, I mean, you know, if you get 18 shots on target, mm -hmm. and that's not, if only two go in, yeah, that's pretty poor. These things happen in games, you know. And I mean, I'm, I, you know, I'm not making excuses for them. Mm -hmm. Dundee United should be able. Sorry, George. Dundee United should be able. Sorry, we're rubbish in that. You know, I mean, starters, <laughs> but I mean, I, you know, I was kind of, I was talking to somebody at Dens and Saturday who knows the the boardroom scene well in Scottish football. And I was mm -hmm. asking, what do you reckon the the differences between budgets? You know, wage mm -hmm. budget. Now, I mean, I'd imagine Queens will be what maybe six hundred. Yeah, you know, like well, I don't even know. know. It'd be pretty but, low. But, uh, you know, um, United will be. I would imagine. Queen's still full time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, but it's all a sort, isn't it? You know, it's, yeah. Still um, based in Glasgow, they, that used to be the trained in Glasgow and. Yeah, I think uh, they, they went back to Dumfries and now they're back. Right. Glasgow. So, yeah. but, you know, in terms of budgets, because budgets are important in football. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, United's budget will be. I'd imagine probably four them massively, you know, maybe more. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, and particularly the, the run that Queens were on. I mean, we talked last week about Martin Bartley and his, you know, the Xbox mm. kind of rant and all the rest. Of it. Um, it worked. <coughs> obviously, it worked. It did. No, obviously, it worked. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, should they have won it? Arguably, yes. And um, when it went to penalties, then it's kind of up in the air a wee bit. But they, you know, they played a lot of good stuff. They did better possession, did the shots on t uh, on target, and all the rest of it. You know, nine to one in terms of what went in. I mean, mm -hmm. eighteen shots and only two go in. Um, you'd maybe expect a wee bit more than that. But some some days these things happen. Keepers have great games. Mm -hmm. You know, people put their bodies on the line to block it and all the rest of it. Um, I I think the last thing United need now is the support getting on the, the players' backs. Mm -hmm. That's not that's getting, not, that's not getting nervy, critical, even getting nervy. nervy. Getting yeah. nervy, you know, if, if they lose, you know, if they go down to Morton, the capital, and they lose, and mm -hmm. you know, and then they end up going into the next couple of games and losing a race, that's a different kettle of fish. Mm -hmm. then, then you've got good reason to be worried. Mm -hmm. um, at the moment, they've got reason to be maybe annoyed, but I, I you know, the last thing I think they need to do is panic um, mm -hmm. because you know, it, it's the league that counts for me, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you know, apart from anything else, would you really want this squad, you know, if they'd won the game against Falkirk and Queen of the South, do you really want this squad because it's, it, you know, it, it's not 
deep in terms of quality. There's, I don't think there's anyone in the championship as deep in terms of quality. We saw at Falkirk, if there are two or three players down mm. from their, their main squad, how tough that could be. Would you really want to be fighting on three fronts? You know, the Challenge Cup, the Scottish yep. Cup, and the league. I don't think so. You know? mm. is this, is, so is this a good thing for the team? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'd, yeah, the good thing, I, I'd always say keep winning games. Mm -hmm. um, because the championship, there's only 36 games. I don't think there's too many midweek games. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, yeah, I think... Plus, team like United, you maybe want to get a, get through and face a Premiership club and, mm -hmm. and see where you're at in terms of that. I can, go, I can go two ways, though, can't it? I mean, one, one of them is, yeah. I mean, if you're, you're flying at the top of the Championship yeah. and you play a, a team that's maybe struggling in the, in the Premiership a bit, you, see you know, that difference. momentum can help you. And, and you know, yeah. if, if you win, that's a great lift. But the other side of that coin is, we've seen it before, where a team that's doing well in the championship comes up against a, a team in the Premiership, even a run of the mill one, run of the mill mm. one, and gets uh, gets blown away. Mm. We've seen that before, so there's a risk to that as well. Yeah, no, yeah, I, th I think. Um, but it's a it's a, the, moot, it's a moot point at this point. Yeah, but they, they, will, they will have a couple of weeks now where they don't mm -hmm. have a game, which yeah. is, I don't think is ideal. That, that was a good thing about the SPFL Trust Trophy. I mean, it's. it's it's not an important competition, particularly from United's point of view. But what it did do was keep things ticking over. Mm -hmm. International breaks, you, you yeah. had a game, uh, and they kept going. But obviously, Falkirk was, it was just a day that mm -hmm. quite a lot went wrong. Um, and yeah. but most important, as, as Jim says, I absolutely agree that it's the championship is the be all and end all. The mm -hmm. cups were a bonus. Yeah, I mean, one thing that was mentioned just earlier quickly was. <coughs> Some some supporters have brought up Jim Goodwin's mm -hmm. cup, record, cup record, greater greater cup record because mm -hmm. it includes obviously Aberdeen mm -hmm. um, yeah. with Darvel. He's never going to stay in Darvel. No, haunt him the rest of his career. Yeah, so there's that one, and then obviously Spartans mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. um, and then Falkirk, and then Queen mm -hmm. of the South, and these are all shocks against them. Shocks, mm -hmm. you would say, mm -hmm. and fans have started to. <coughs> the brain's a funny thing. It. it, it, it puts patterns together and people have started to note a, a note a pattern with that they're ascribing <coughs> to Jim Goodwin now that he's he's not a not a good cup manager. That'll that'll bother him, won't it? Um it, I wouldn't imagine he'd be delighted about it. Um <laughs> what it does do is it gives ammunition to, you know, any United supporters. And there was you know, there were some um who didn't fancy him as manager. I mean you you'll get that, you know, it doesn't matter who you hire. Mm -hmm. It's matter, there'll always be a group of fans who didn't fancy it, you know, and the Darvel thing, of course, his Aberdeen experience, yeah, um, <coughs> linked credence to that. That a lot of fans just didn't fancy um, him coming in, you know. But you know, how, how do you measure? Do you measure on? I mean, take the goals at Queens. He lost. It was a couple of bad goals mm -hmm. he lost, you know. Um, there's no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. But you know, from my perspective, given that my perspective is that the championship is what matters. Far better to lose two bad goals and go at the cup mm -hmm. than to, than to lose two. And then another two, maybe, <coughs> in two league games, you know, uh, yeah. are coming up and lose your, lose your advantage. Now, you know, I mean, fans want to win every game. We know that. Players want to win every game. Um, you don't do it. If you're going to be off the boil or if you're, you know, you're going to have uh, 18, 19 shots on target, far better only two of them going in the cup and you go in penalties than, than none of them go in, in, in the league. I mean, yeah. so, uh, you know, uh, uh, as far as Jim Goodwin goes, I mean, there, there's nothing he can do about the, um, the cup thing other than try to, you know, do better next season mm -hmm. uh, if, if he start at this next season um, you know all he can try and do is, is, is do better next season but the key thing is for Jim Goodwin and the players at Tardis is to get up and out 
of the championship because it, it, it's a black hole. Keep yeah. saying, I mean, you know, the, the game is a business. I mean, I can, I can, I, you know, I stay in touch regularly. I think, you know, we, Roger Mitchell, who used to be the kind of head of SPL, Roger luxurious and the shores, hmm. the shores are late coma these days. And he's, R- R- Roger, I think, sometimes very bitter about the way he thinks he was treated in the game here. And sometimes he's got a real downer. A, a better football. man in football. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> but he's, he's sometimes very kind of, he's sometimes kind of, uh, is a wee bit kind of uh, peeved, to, to say the least. But, you know, he, he very much takes the view that the game is moving on in a dramatic fashion financially. I, I, I'm not quite as brutal as I'm about it, but at the end of the day, football is a business. Dundee United can't afford to be in the championship for any lengthy hmm. period of time. They were there before. I mean, it could wipe yeah. you, you know, it could set you back a decade if you're there for for a long time. That's no harm to the teams that are in the championship. But United are the what the sixth biggest club in Scottish football in terms of crowds and all the rest of it. You know, probably um, you know uh, income and all the rest of it. Um, they just well, they, cannot afford. They, they, cannot they, afford they exist. Their, their own business model, as it stands, it doesn't doesn't fit the championship. <coughs> no, no, near it. They, they exist on a different plane mm-hmm. uh, with what they're spending on wages and infrastructure yeah. and everything else. They're a Premiership club, and they need to be there. Mm-hmm. So, for as long as they're in there, they'll, they'll need to get out of it. Um, Morton, you backing them to, to get back on track? I think so. I mean, Capello's not the ideal place you want when you absolutely need a win to get back on yeah. track but Morton have really been struggling mm-hmm. uh, this season I, th- I think <coughs> Doug Amory did brilliant with them last season mm-hmm. yeah, I mean Dolly f- they finished outside the playoffs but were only six points off the top yeah. last season which is remarkable it's an extraordinary tight league last year, <laughs> yeah um, but this season they, they really haven't uh, continued that good form they were really hard to score against last season really hard to play against them. Mm-hmm. don't feel that way again um, conceded what 22 goals mm-hmm. looking at the table compared mm-hmm. to United 6 yeah. that's quite a lot um, and yeah I would, if, if, if you're going to pick a match you pick <coughs> bottom of the league don't you mm-hmm. so I th- yeah I think United would be okay I, th- yeah. I think if they, if they were to lose this one yeah. you know, and maybe concede that's when you get concerned yeah. then, then I think you're entitled to be I'm not I'm not saying fans are not entitled to be concerned mm-hmm. but my concern is, is here if you go down to Morton and you lose, but mm-hmm. if you're losing a bad goal, a couple of bad goals, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and not scoring, you know, um, and not getting shots on target, then you've got uh, genuine reason to be alarmed because you know Morton played 12, one two, you know, uh, yeah. 12 games, sitting on eight points, you know, 23 points behind United. United should go down and beat them. Um, then you've got cause to be alarmed. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm not putting money on it. I'm not saying yeah, United should, United will go down and win, but they should. Yeah, and if they're not, then you, then you can maybe start having a, a moment in a moment. I think. Okie doke. Uh, I'll, I suppose we'll very briefly just touch on that accident that happened outside Palmerston as well. There's, there's mm. not much to talk about here, but obviously it's one of those things that we've just been rabbiting about football for <coughs> for the best part of 20, 20 minutes, and and it's just uh, a terrible, terrible situation. Yeah, it's horrible. So, yeah. Uh, wish wish everybody involved. It's. Uh, they are all the best, you know. Um, mm. So Dundee. Next up, lost <laughs> two one to Hibs. I mean, given them big licks uh, over the last couple of weeks after the Submarine game, deservedly so because that was uh, we called it a statement mm-hmm. win. Um, and you know, the Hibs game was going to be an interesting sort of tester of where they were in relation yeah. to the teams who will be who would expect to be competing for the top six with them. Hibs were good, I have to say. Yeah. I was really impressed. I, I thought Dundee were a wee bit slow off the mark in terms of coming back from the international break. I thought Hibs really dominated the, 
start right. of the game. Um, it was two teams, I mean, Hibs really like to keep the ball and Dundee are quite happy to let the other team have the ball. Right. So it was kind of expected. But Dundee <coughs> were a wee bit sloppy with their possession to begin with. They looked a bit sleepy. Mm-hmm. It was Interestingly, though, I, I was having a wee look at the stats this morning in terms of XG. I don't, I don't know, not everyone's a big fan of XG, but mm-hmm. the XG of the game against well, yeah, Hibs... Ex- explain to the folks at home what XG is. It's the quality of the chances you create, basically. So it gives you an idea of... Expected goals. Expected yeah, goals. of um, how well you played. The mm-hmm. XG for the game against Hibs and the game against St. Byrne were very similar. Oh, really? Which is interesting. Right. So they took their chances against him and didn't quite take the chances against Hibs. Yeah. Uh, David Marshall had a really good game. Um, obviously, with the, t- the 10 men, Dundee mm. pushed uh, and, and really could, they really could have got back mm-hmm. to two each and it probably would have been deserved in the end. But Hibs were good, I have to say. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, the effect that it's had on the table, it's a bit negligible, <coughs> really. They're, they're seventh mm. uh, at the moment, but level on points with Kilmarnock. Um, who are in sixth above them, um, only f- three points behind Hearts, who are in fourth. So it's all still much of a muchness. Table-wise, <coughs> really, it hasn't it hasn't really knocked them um, mm-hmm. too badly. Um, but, I mean, in terms of the result itself, I think we, we as I said at the start, we made kind of, we made some <coughs> capital out of the mm-hmm. fact that, that, you know, this was a big tester for them. Um, I mean, what... what, what what do we take from this? Are they? Are they? Uh, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I didn't think. Um, I, I thought that a chance. I thought that a, a legitimate expectation of winning the game. Mm-hmm. Um, having watched it, I thought you know there was a couple of things. I mean, Dundee never really came at the traps. So Neil uh, Neil McCann saying that's the thing, which on reflection I think he was right. Kind of the way they played, they set up, they kind of sucked on these two wing-backs yeah. out a wee bit. Mm-hmm. And what I did like about Hibs um, was, because there was a lot to like about them, <coughs> um, they're very good on the ball, touch is good, the movement's good, and they're quick. You know, mm-hmm. got, yeah, there's a pace Really there, pacey players. Uh, and, and they suck you forward and they can... Not hitting the break because they actually mm-hmm. <coughs> possession was kind of pretty much eeksy peeksy. It wasn't, you know, far off kind of uh, being split. But mm-hmm. I thought, you know, uh, when to, the, the opening goal from Tavares... Then I couldn't stop singing. Uh, Heaven must be missing an angel. You know, one of the older ones. Uh, <laughs> you remember that, Tavares? Uh, get a kind of soul. I remember the song. You know? I didn't know <laughs> that's I, what the, I, the group was called. But I mean, I thought that that move was lovely. It, it was set up. It came from the back, from the left side. Tavares kind of laid one off, uh, peeled away inside. And when he peeled inside, it was three or four Dundee defenders in the bottom. Nobody went with him. Yeah. And he had the easiest to slot home. It was a calm slot home, a slot home from the penalty, penalty spot, but uh-huh. nobody was near him, you know. So, good goal. The second goal, I think Doc will be raging at losing because right. it's just a, it was a very good leap. If you're, you know, yeah. if, you're, if you're a kind of a Hibs fan, you'd be delighted at the kind of, mm-hmm. you know, the height that uh, Miller got up for it. But um, it's pretty simple, though, wasn't it? Uh, it, it was yeah, too, yeah. too easy, <clears throat> too simple. There wasn't really much of a challenge on it among a, a packed Dundee defence. I think then the last half hour or so Dundee came into it mm-hmm. uh, in fact to be honest with you it was like the Alamo f- to, to some extent near the end and yeah. you're right about Marshall I thought Marshall had a great game I thought actually you know I was thinking well, it's, it's a bit of a bit up and down he, this season as well ah, he has yeah. been you know but when you see him like that you realise why he was kind of why he was a top keeper for such um, a, a long time 
But um, a lot of good things coming out. I thought when they brought Charlie Riley on, kind of mm -hmm. he was in, he was involved in you know, cutting from the right hand side, laying the ball across her back, who got his shot in, and then you know that was blocked, and he, he took it at the second attempt. Um, <clears throat> Tiffany. Mm -hmm. came on as well I thought did um, did very well that gave them somebody to actually run at people and go by people mm -hmm. um, you know then you had kind of two two players on either side that, that, that were able to do that either side of the flank so Hibs I thought lived dangerously in, in, in the last half hour last mm -hmm. 25 minutes so I thought the subs made a big big difference but Dundee really needed to come at the traps quicker they looked kind of they looked sluggish but you're right when you you know you look at the league table it hasn't been made a vast amount of difference, and I think it's going to be that kind of yeah, league, yeah. Sean. And I think it's just that. that kind of table. You know, if you go from Hearts and fourth, uh, you know, Dundee three, four point uh, four behind them. Mm -hmm. There's three points, and then Motherwell and Aberdeen are only a winner, so and a loss for for yeah. somebody else off, kind of jamming that right up together. So I think it's a really really tight table, and I think it's going to be that kind of that kind of thing. You've got kind of outside the Celtic and Rangers there. Uh, and Aberdeen almost did it with Rangers, but for the usual kind of carry on at Pataudry, um, anybody in that league, I think, is capable of beating anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that, that's an old <laughs> cliche, but they really are, you know. It's the usual carry on. <laughs> yeah. we'll Shall we save that for another week when we've got one? It's <laughs> uh, a podcast and so on, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> There's maybe a column in that. I think there is actually. Well, I, isn't I, I think it, well, I, I did Aye. one and yeah. a peak the other week, which which actually might keep it. Just that it was a discussion. Was I think that might, that might be the week of it. Oh, might just, be know, the week for it. These two, three hundred and thirty-one trophies behind them, and they both think the referees are against them. It's mm -hmm. incredible, <laughs> no, it's, you know. I know. <clears throat> yeah, um, Bakayoko, George. I mean, what was what was his performance like? Because obviously, he, I mean, he was. Um, I mean, the, not the week before, the game before yeah. uh, against St Mirren. You know, his performance was was one of the highlights and get, getting two goals from it. I mean, obviously, he's he's started the game uh, against St Mirren, ended up going off um, later on once once Hibs had gone down mm. ten men, obviously. But I mean, what 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 did you make of what did you make of him? Well, over the season, he's been very good. I've been very impressed with him. I think he's made a real impact in terms of giving Dundee. He's not quite a target man, but he's yeah. that kind of presence that he can, they can bounce the ball It's off. funny Scottish football, that, isn't it? Because you'll find that, I mean, we see it a lot, that because of the way that the game is played up here, mm -hmm. you'll get a lot of these type of um, bigger, <coughs> physical, the ones that look bigger or ones that look like they're physical players and they'll be asked to yeah. play that number nine role when maybe it's not. It's not their natural mm. game just because they happen to be that size. He, he is good at that, to be fair. His touch is good, which, yeah. which mm -hmm. really helps them to get up the pitch. Mm -hmm. I thought he was a wee bit off, I have to say, on, right. on Saturday. For the standards he set so far, I thought he was just a wee bit. He'd mm -hmm. give the ball away a few times in the first half, mm -hmm. and then he picked up a, a wee injury, um, right. which okay. actually he was out of training on, on Monday. So they, they think he should be okay to be back in training before right. Saturday. But um, maybe... Explains why maybe he was not quite as 100%. Yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah. Just did it. It was just one of those games. There was a couple of players giving the ball away that mm -hmm. just weren't quite 100%. I thought uh, Owen Beck was excellent again. Right. He has been all season. Luke McCowan again was excellent. Mm -hmm. David Marshall uh, <coughs> got in his role basically to save three. He had three really good efforts on yeah. target that were all saved. Um, and Lyle Cameron I thought was quite good as well mm -hmm. uh, particularly at the start so th there were quite a few Plenty. things to be pleased about in yeah. terms of Dundee there's certainly not anything to worry about I thought they were just slightly off in certain areas of the pitch mm -hmm. certain times mm -hmm. in the game and yeah. we've seen the margins in this league as Jim says it's so tight yeah. if you're slightly off then mm -hmm. 
It's really difficult. I mean, actually, man, I mean, something that backs that assessment up is the fact that, you know, with Hibs go down to 10 men mm. and then Dundee do take advantage. Not, not they should in have been terms of, well, they, they do get one goal, but I think really. No, I, I, the Bashiri I, one. I, I thought the tackle from Bashiri on um, <coughs> on Beck, when he, I mean, he'd beaten about three men, he was through on a lovely run. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was cynical. I thought he took him high. It was probably thigh to thigh, but could you argue it was dangerous? It's an argument. You know, I may be being picky, but I thought, I thought it was, it's a kind of foul I hate. Mm-hmm. I really hate it. You know, they'll call it a professional foul, but, yeah. you know, Beck's on a brilliant run. He's mm-hmm. gone, he's skipped by people. He's gone through, and I think he was, was he kind of, he was probably about 25, 30 yards yeah, shy of by yeah. that stage. You know, he's made a great run. He's making terrific progress because he's a quick laddie, mm-hmm. and he's just taken it completely. Yeah, cynical. You know, so... He did I mean, smash him. He yeah, did. he smashed yeah. him. Yeah. I think, I mean, <clears throat> one Beck thought it was red card. Right. Docket thought it was probably red card. Mm-hmm. At the time, <clears throat> yeah, I think it could be, I haven't seen it back in the... Right. The highlights, I think, it's probably a yellow, but I could yeah. see why the... the you're you're really thinking you've, you've, you've chucked a few in like that at futsal yourself, haven't you? Oh, no, I'm very, <laughs> very clean to that. <laughs> um, are you, so, Jim, are you, um, are you buying Tony Doherty's assessment of the game? He says that, you know, d- despite the result, mm-hmm. the performance and what have you shows that, that Dundee belong. <coughs> in that league oh, I mean, and towards the top end of it, are you are you having that? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any. I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, I've said a few times in the Courier column this, this season as, as the season's gone on. I genuinely think they have a claim. I put it no stronger than that, but they have a claim to be looking for a top six finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought they, they were off the pace on Saturday. I don't think they they were firing that well. And, and when they did come into it in the last. Half hour, twenty five minutes in particular, when they brought the subs on, Hibs were down mm. to <coughs> ten men. That gave them advantage. I, 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 I didn't think the front pairing worked at all on 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 Saturday. So right. Bakayoko, who I do like, was off the pace. Rudden, I kind of make my mind up about Rudden. Um, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I like two up front. You know, I, I'm a two up front man. I prefer two up front, and I like them to play closely together. I think it requires certain things. It requires a good understanding of each other, yeah. <coughs> um, and it requires kind of. I, I also. Think it requires somebody to be a bit of pace. Yeah, one of the, one of the pair have a bit of pace. I'm not convinced that either the two of them are particularly. Bakayoka is when he gets on the move mm-hmm. over. But I'm talking about guys that've got that boom, that explosive burst. I don't think any of these two are really like that over kind of first five yards. Just mm-hmm. leave somebody for dead, you know. Um, but uh, I, I don't think either the two in particularly were on song. Um, and I think when you know. You know, things certainly kind of livened up as I say when subs came on. But it was just a day where they never really, I thought, found found their meter. They never found their meter until the last 25, mm-hmm. half hour of the game. But I think in, in terms of what uh, Tony Docherty is saying, absolutely. I mean, um, in terms of spirit, in terms of character, drive, attitude, there's very, very little you could fault mm-hmm. this, this current Dundee side on. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the league position, you know, if I can just get up there on my very dodgy iPod, which is no Yeah, there's seventh right. just now. Um, ah, seventh, you know. So, I mean, <coughs> an immovable feast. That could be yep. up and down as quickly. You know, yeah. you could go up one, you could go down one. I I, I genuinely thought there would be a good shout of one. But I must admit, I was... I, I've always liked Hibs. I've always thought Hibs... Hibs are, you know... There's a there's an expectation that Hibs will play certain still a football game mm-hmm. I'm considerably older than you two I mean <laughs> I've seen some truly great Hibs players and in fact I was making the point in last Saturday's Courier column that you know one of the 
one of the, my memories of watching Dundee Hibs games is being at Dens with 30,000, mm-hmm. almost 31,000, you know. Yeah. Um, after a 3-3 game at Easter Road on the Saturday and a great Hibs site, Stanton, Cropley, you know, um, all, all these kind of guys. And, and Dundee, we got Wallace on the bench, you know, Aye. Jockey Scott, John Duncan, who went to play for Spurs, um, you know, uh, leading the line that, that, that night, you know. Um, now, Hibs fans want sexy football, don't they? Well, they do. And, and, and to be honest with you, they got, I thought they got some good stuff mm-hmm. on Saturday. They look like a side who are really capable mm-hmm. of playing tidy stuff their, their big problem has always been the let roller coaster mm. up and down you know mm-hmm. they play tremendous stuff one game and they're off the pace um the next you know but <clears throat> they look um they look to me as though they could um they're only four points off St Mern mm-hmm. and fourth and St Mern have been to me by far the best of the rest so far this season but that, that's that's eminently catchable at this early stage in the season so mm. you know they are making progress so I don't I don't think to lose Two one to what has looked a very good hub side is any disgrace. No. And, you know, I, I think Dundee will. will, will uh, well, this is where they test them. Do they kick on? You're into mm. that. Can you go in that first quarter of the season? Mm-hmm. Do they kick on? Can you get? Uh, it's the oldest story of football, isn't it? Can you get the consistency that churns it out even when you're not at your best? And yeah. I suspect that Dundee will do that. But one thing for sure, there is not a danger. Um, a former CEO of the club who I was sitting with at the weekend <laughs> said to me none of these two clubs are going down and he's absolutely right yeah, mm-hmm. you know? I, yeah I think <coughs> saying that uh, were maybe slightly below par in terms, mm. it's more about below par for, from what they've shown already yeah, this is the standard right. they've set Yeah, they look pretty good I think mm-hmm. yeah and the fall from away up there down to where they were yeah. it's, it's you know uh, you wouldn't have put the boot into that. I mean, it was still, it was still a, a pretty decent performance, uh-huh. you know, but Hibs, they caught a very good Hibs side on the day when, when Dundee were a wee bit flat. Okay. Finally, you mentioned them before, Wooden Beck. <coughs> How concerned should Dundee fans be about him going back to Liverpool at this point? <laughs> um, or is that sort of, is that fire kind of burned out a wee bit? A, a wee bit. I think they're expecting <coughs> Andy Robertson to be back. I think Shimakas seems to have yeah. done okay. Mm-hmm. I've got him in my fantasy team, so oh, he's been doing okay. Well, there we go. Nice and cheap, he's going to play. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, from what, speak to Owen Beck after the game, he, from Liverpool's point of view, they're, they're quite happy with him at Dundee. Yeah. Um, it was interesting seeing an interview he'd done earlier in the season that the reason Liverpool wanted him up here was he'd get more time on the mm-hmm. training pitch. Right, as opposed to going to the football league where he played Tuesday with Saturday. Tuesday oh right, Saturday. okay, yes, yeah. Makes so sense. M- it might be something to look at in the future for clubs mm-hmm. down south, sending loanies up up mm-hmm. here, good ones like Owen Beck. Mm-hmm. Um, one to keep an eye on, I, I would say, because mm-hmm. we never know with uh, parent clubs that they might just decide uh, the whims of club. Yeah, stick him somewhere <laughs> else. But he's doing brilliantly, mm-hmm. and some I. I if I was in their shoes, I'd, I'd be reluctant to change things when he's doing so well. Yeah, you know what? That's the, the, the point that George made there. I, I never, I never even thought about it, but it, it's a really good one. Um, if you're out on loan in England, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, I mean, I, I'm not sure what what the English Premier League do now with reserve league. I mean, I presume they play their own reserve league. Or they're, they're the, the reserve, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I think so, they call it under twenties or something. Yeah. 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 So I mean, there's still a bit of travelling. But if you're out on loan. A, um, a championship side or, mm-hmm. or, or League One side. Yeah, I mean, I always remember Sturrock saying this. That, you know, when he was a manager at Plymouth, <laughs> Plymouth, <laughs> they, yeah. they were hardly ever they were hardly ever at home. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd be up to Carlisle on the Saturday overnight. So, and stuff, so yeah. you know, you yeah. kind of leave on someone like um, the, the Wednesday to get some training done. The Thursday, be in a hotel on Thursday night somewhere. Yeah. You know, kind of a loosener on the Friday, play the game, 
heading back on mm. the Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and you were maybe Day going off. to a game at, I don't know, Oldham, yeah. or, or, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. I mean, the amount of travelling that they do, and Crazy. anybody who's been there, Derek Adams or the rest of any of the Scots guys that have been down south, will tell you the amount of travelling is, mm. is phenomenal. You spend more of your time on the bus <laughs> yeah. than you do in the training ground, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so that's something box. for <laughs> Scottish football as a whole. That maybe mm-hmm. the clubs down south have seen that the standards can yeah. Yeah. I mean, increase in terms up of development. Here. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably it's, it's maybe seen as, as as a better option because it is just attritional That's, in England in yeah. these divisions and Championship, League One, League Two. And well, once multi ownership kicks in, below will be owned by a big <laughs> English club anyway, you know. Yeah, <laughs> just be piling them up here, you know. Totally. Oh well, something to look forward to. Um, right, we're going to St Johnston. Um, you sound very happy about that. Oh yeah, thrilled. Um, <laughs> so Craig Levine's big return. To uh, Tyne Castle. Did he get booed? Uh, I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, I, I should have checked that out. Didn't look as though he did. After all, after all the fuss. <coughs> yeah, I should have checked. <laughs> but no, I mean, no, no, I, mean, I don't think he would have He's done. held in no. really highly. I mean, it, it, went, it all went horribly wrong for him towards the end, trying to, you know, try to run director of football, try to be managed, try to do everything under the sun. You yeah, know, too, too much on. Too much in his play. I mean, but he's still... He's hugely regarded for uh-huh. what he did as a player with the club. You yeah. know what I mean? You, I, I don't think that you have to have a heart of stone to uh, to boil I think hearts hearts fans <laughs> are uh, are unsentimental about people who are <laughs> who are their managers yeah. at any given mm. time, even if they are, you know, heroes in the past <laughs> and whatever. They, they they don't mind giving them some stick um if things aren't going well. But I think the second that they're out the door, <clears throat> I think they go back to being Highly yeah, thought of again. Well, it can be, you know, it can be a brutal lot. I mean, somebody put an old, um, uh, an old clip up from when I worked with sports scene. It was we did a, a live, um, Rob McLean's in studio, and he threw it me live at Tynecastle, and we assembled about six or seven fans with Chris Robinson. Tell you what, they gave him Jim. Mm. Yeah, and fair play to Chris. I, I, I quite like Chris, you know, the pie man. God bless him, you know, he's, he's long gone now. But I mean, he, you know, they, they can be a merciless support. Mm-hmm. They can be, oh, you know, Tyne yeah. Castle can be a real, a real kind of amphitheatre and a, a coliseum. And you feel like kind of people have been fed to the lions. The old bear you know. pit. Ah, the bear pit. That's it. Oh, we're back. That's a menagerie again. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> that's two weeks in a row. <laughs> I can see the icing on the cake waiting to appear in the shortly yeah, as well. Absolutely. <coughs> Career talking zoology <laughs> podcast. Um, Okay, so yes, uh, one 0 defeat um, at Tyne Castle. Uh, it ends the unbeaten run that mm. they've enjoyed uh, for the for the last previous three games, but two of them with with Craig Levine in charge, obviously. Um, so his his first taste of defeat. Um, by all accounts, again, St Johnston, there were elements of the mm. performance that were that were positive, um, and and continues the sort of. Uh, the progress that they appear to be making um, under Craig Levine. Um, so, not one to get too down about again. <clears throat> no, I mean it's. I mean it's everything, isn't it? You know, you're you're, you're looking at a club that's um, at the lowest ebb. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the, the, I think confidence was shot to pieces right through the club. They've brought in somebody who's an organizer who knows the game. He's an enthusiast, but he's a mature enthusiast. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's no a daft laddie. He's, mm-hmm. 50, he's fifty. What's Craig? Fifty nine now. You know, mm-hmm. he. You know, he's had a good look around now. He pretty much knows who can do what, and and who he wants to do what, mm-hmm. and where he wants them to do what. Um, <clears throat> all of these things. Now, all of that is obviously um, 
into his calculations, he's got to build it. You know, who can do what? You yeah. know, I mean, what, what does he have? Who who slots into what positions? Who's been playing positions that he, he thinks they're not right for? But to go to Hearts, you know, who will have a substantial budget. I mean, Again, I, I would imagine yeah. Hearts' budget will be f- four easy. to one, yeah. four to one easy, maybe five to one mm-hmm. yeah. uh, in terms of wages and all the rest of it. So, so they have better players and they have many more better players. So to go down there. Um, you know, and have three shots in target, the Hearts four, um, outdone in possession, which you'd expect, kind of pretty much 60 to 40. Um, and to have a, a good spell in the game, mm-hmm. and then they get caught with a, caught with a, a minging goal. You know, it's <laughs> a, a, just a, a, it wasn't a bad shot, but a sclaff off the undersole of mm-hmm. Shanklin, to, you know, to, to, uh, to beat the keeper, who'd made a couple of really good saves early on, yeah. but then the Saints played some... Some good stuff from the highlights I saw on telly and that's so I mean I, I wasn't there. But I think the key thing is um progress is being made. Mm-hmm. That that's that that's that's what Saints have to hang their hat on. Progress is being made. And the key thing is, you know, you're sitting a point ahead of Livingston, you've got a game in hand. I mean, there's there's little doubt in my mind you're going to be in a relegation battle mm-hmm. if you're a Saints fan. You're, you're, you're in it already, and it's hard to see, mm-hmm. you know, how, how they escape that. Yeah. The, the key thing is escaping that bottom position and mm-hmm. hopefully escape in the second bottom position so you don't get sucked into playoff. But progress has been made. Yep. It was a setback, but I don't think it's no fatal setback by any manner of means. Mm-hmm. Um, the key thing is what comes next. Well, unfortunately, what comes next uh, is Celtic, isn't it? You know, um, yep. <clears throat> at home. Uh, and, and, you know, much as I'm an optimist in life, I would like to say, well, you know, maybe I mean, it's hard to see Saints taking anything from that. Yep. It really is, you know, and it's St. Martin to follow. Um, so two, two at home to follow, mm-hmm. but, you know, facing top side in Scotland by a long way and facing, at the moment, the third best side. Um, yeah. It's just it's going to be a scrap this season. You know, it's going to be an organisational scrap. He's got them organised. He's got them working hard. Um, you know, they've just got to battle for every single thing they get. And, and under Craig Levine, they'll do that. Yeah. Um, Livingston, Jim mentioned there, starting to... <laughs> Starting to smell a little bit like they might be the uh, direct rivals if St John's not going to be hanging about in the bottom part of the table, which I, I suspect they, they probably will um, over the course. But I mean, I'm more hopeful at this point than, than before that they, they they can play their way out of trouble, if you like, or at least stay safe. But Livy, I mean, what's that now? Six defeats in a row mm, for them. them. So they're, they're starting <coughs> to look like the weak, the weak one. Yeah, no, after, well, at the start of the season, I thought Livy would probably be the weakest team, but right. then they looked yeah. like classic Livy uh, yeah. for the first few weeks, and they're picking up results and surprising people. Yeah, uh, yeah, it feels like they've, they've struggled. i seen them twice, obviously playing against Dundee. Um, mm. Down at Livy, they were really poor. They were much better at Dens yeah. and still got beat. Um, so it's... Yeah, they're struggling a bit. I think in terms of St. Johnson, I think Craig Levine looks like a good good call, I have to say. Um, looks like he's working on that defence because that was a big problem. <coughs> Obviously, scoring goals is a problem, but if you're not conceding too many, you don't have to score too many. It doesn't matter too much, yeah. Um, and speaking to people, I'd worked with him at, under him at United um, basically for the first six months. He was there. He did defensive drills and constantly, yeah. getting that sorted. And it feels like that's... Mm-hmm. Job number one at Saints, and it feels like it's starting to take shape in terms of the mm-hmm. the last couple of games were a lot better, I think, weren't they, defensively, not mm-hmm. giving away too many chances. Against Hearts, it, 
it looked like a decent away performance. He looked quite happy with it, uh-huh. seeing his post-match reaction and looking at the stats and stuff and the highlights. And it, as Jim says, it was a minging goal that yeah. cost it. It was, it was a bit of luck, I have to say. It hit Shanklin and went in. And I think Shanklin said on sports scene that the goalkeeper had, taught him, had told him he was going to get it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was just one of those kind of unlucky games. Yeah. Um, but I, I think already they look... Mm-hmm. More capable of picking up points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking at the fixture list though, mm-hmm. it's not kind. <coughs> no, St. Johnson over the next few weeks. I was having a wee no. look just the the games before the that before the the winter break. They have got, got f- they have got Livy before that. <coughs> five aways in eight. Yeah, no, brutal. And yeah. they play Rangers, Celtic, Hibs. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Celtic, Samirn, yeah. Hibs are the three homes. Mm-hmm. It's tough. That's tough. It I wouldn't tough. choose that. The rest are away, and Levy one of them. Yeah, uh, on the twenty seventh, I think. I, so I, that'll be. I, I think the key thing for Saints is, is they've got to beat the sides around about them. That, mm, that, yeah. That's where the that's where the saving grace will come from. I mean, you know, it's difficult to expect much. I think against Celtic and Rangers and oh, probably the Hearts and and and, and the yeah. Hibs of this world. It's mm-hmm. difficult, but the teams, you know, the three or four that might be congregated in your direct area, they're the teams that that. You should, I think, be looking to take something from. And if they do that, particularly against Livy, if you can knock Livy out early on, and, and and if Livingston start to fall, you know, falter over the next two or three games, then, you know, hopefully, it's not you, it's one, you don't want to see any team relegated, you know. I mean, we're all football men, but you want the teams in your area to do well, you yeah. know. So you want Saints to stay up. You know? So if Livy start to falter, um, you kind of sense it might be a house of cards uh-huh. and it takes one rival it takes one basically it takes one <coughs> something off the chessboard doesn't it uh-huh. I mean, know, then you're then you're concentrating on that second place and trying to get away from that as well indeed and what i mean one thing that, that just finally on saints that that was just a, a wee bit of good news in the sense that um nicky clark's nicky clark, injury yeah. is not as bad yeah. as feared um and actually we've got liam gordon um the captain um, mm-hmm. Saying in an interview with Eric at the weekend, you know, the sooner they get them back, the better, and that's you know it goes without oh, saying, mm-hmm. really. But it, it's, it's it's a real boost that he's not he's not going to be out until well into the new yeah. year, as was feared. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's clear from the the games where he wasn't there, and the games there, there, there is a big difference when Nicky Clark's in that. Team. Yeah, um, was that his first game? Was it? The one after Steve McLean left, was that? Yes, the one that uh, Alec Cleland <coughs> was caretaker. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it's a clear distinction. Yeah, yeah immediately mm-hmm. he, he made them a more potent force. Mm-hmm. And I've been a big fan of Nicky Clark for a long time. He mm-hmm. scored a lot of goals mm-hmm. for Queen of the South, so that's yeah. all, he's always going to be in my heart. But, and Kane and Clark um, look like a decent partnership as well. Yeah. I mean, how was Chris Kane been obviously injured for a long, long time? Yeah, he was. I mean, he's, he's actually... For my money, for someone who's been out as long as he has, I've been really impressed with him. Obviously, he's yeah. he's, he's been managed in the sense that he's been... Uh, uh, he got longer at Tynecastle. He didn't come off till 83. But previously, he's been coming off about the 65, 70-minute mm. mark, as you would expect. You don't want to overdo it initially when you've been out that long. But when he's been on the park, he's been he's been doing what you would expect Chris Kane to do, which is... <coughs> You know, get get you up the park, yeah, yeah. basically. Hold on to the ball, win free kicks if you need them yeah, up I, there. So he's he's doing what you would expect. I, I kind of think, you know, that of the partnerships available to them, because mm-hmm. I'm putting the boy Jeff kind of yeah. to the side now. I mean, I think yeah. Kane, the Kane, um, Kane Clark one looks yeah. to me to be m- more mobile. I agree with that. And, and probably 
probably a, a, a careful how I frame this, but you know, there's a, there's an intelligence there mm -hmm. with Kane, and I think Clark as well. So Definitely. You take that together along with the extra mobility that it gives you. I think to me that's the more of a winning ticket. You know. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, well, I said we were going to speak about Arbroath as well, so <coughs> I think we, we will come on to that as well. Just now, I mean, Arbroath said farewell to Big Dick. Excuse mm. me. It's <coughs> <coughs> difficult to avoid. I don't know what's come stuff. over me there. Uh, so, aye, he's, uh, it's been coming, hasn't uh -huh. it? I mean, they, they did have a spell um, uh, through August, the end of August into September where they, where they won five in a row and that sort of... That, that pulled them back from, mm. from that. You know, they had a, a, an up and down start to the season. It wasn't great. It was looking a bit ropey. And then they won those five games on the bounce and all of a sudden it was, oh, Dick Campbell yeah. hasn't, he, he hasn't lost it, if you like. He's still got it. And then they've just gone and lost five on the bounce, mm. but six out of the last seven. Yeah. Uh, was it just time, do you think, Jim? Yeah, Interestingly, I was—I uh, think I said you last week—I was doing the kind of the Q and A at the the gathering for David McGregor, the, the former oh, yeah. right. chairman, a couple of weeks, a couple of Fridays ago. And it was a great night up there in the Reed Halls, two hundred fifty, and you know the two title winning sides for for four for were there. But lots of people were there from the from the the Angus football community. Yeah, and there were kind of hints at that time that you know that might yeah, there might be change and yeah it's just the usual kind of football gossip and guff and all the rest of it um i, I never put a huge amount of store by it but i kind of you know it was fairly obvious that things were um maybe turning against uh, I, I don't mean against dick and, and, and pink but just kind of going a certain way i mean you know football football always ends either in a manager being sacked or a manager leaving for pastures new. That, mm. that, that's that's what happens. Mm -hmm. um, he'd been what seven years at the club. Um, yeah. Is it seven now? I think you know. And I, I think there's a combination of things here. I think I think if they were going to do it, this is probably the time to do it um, because you know they're sitting there. They're, they're four points clear with a game in hand of Morton at the bottom. Mm -hmm. They're only a point behind Queens Park with two games in hand over them. Inverness only a point ahead and have a game in hand over them as well. So <clears throat> I think if it was going to be done to re-energise the place, because, you know, players get fed up hearing managers, he's been there a long time, you, there, there, there's only so much you can say, mm -hmm. things are on, the, maybe things on the slide and all the rest of it. Now, I mean, I wrote a while back in one of the Courier comms, the great thing about a club like Arbroath is that it's like the old Mr Kipling thing, they, hand, you know, they handle the imposters of kind of, um, defeat and victory just the same there's a, mag a magnanimity about the club you know okay if we have to go down we'll go down mm -hmm. if we stay up we'll stay up that doesn't mean to say <laughs> that they're not an ambitious club oh, and that, that they would say ah we're going down back well you know we'll have a great time here I mean I think they're an ambitious club mm -hmm. and there's been loads and loads of good work done at the club in terms of community mm -hmm. in terms of getting the crowds up in terms of kind of you know giving them that feel now what is this is this their fourth Fifth by the championship, Fifth. you know. Yep. So there, there's that kind of sense now about Arbroath that hey, they're a championship side. Mm -hmm. Been up there a long time. Now I don't think you want to throw that away. And I think you know I know a lot of people down there around the place, guys like Mike Kerr, the chairman, they're, they're ambitious people. Yep. You know, within their limits. But that doesn't mean to say they're not ambitious. And I think you know if it was time for a change, and they obviously felt it was. Now I think is the time to make it. Um, what will be interesting, and I, I know the kind of you know the, the guys that they've put in just now to <coughs> hold the fort, but I think over the piece, um, doing it now gives them the best possible chance mm -hmm. of pulling themselves away 
from that division. I mean, you know, our, our bros, you know, they're part-time club. They're only part-time club in that division, actually. But mm-hmm. they pay good wages and all the rest of it. You know, there's one or two guys there on exceptionally good money. And, and, and as, a, as a rule, they reward their players well. And um, and I think, you know, they, they've backed um, Dick. There's no doubt about that, you know. So they're an ambitious club. And mm-hmm. while I think if they went down, they would take it on the chin. They're certainly not going to take it lying down. No. The position at the moment. So yeah. I think, you know, were they right? Were they right to get you know to part company with Dick and and, and Pink and, and and the troops? Only time will tell. But I, I suspect if it was going to be done, this was the time to do it to give the club a chance to regroup, re-energise because they're actually in not as bad a position as the league table um, shows, and it might just re-energise them and galvanise them to pull themselves away from the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it is sort of the end of an era at our broth as well, though, because yeah. I mean Dick's uh, Dick. Mm. Jim has talked about them being a, a, a club. You're going to say that, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been called worse. Oh, a lot worse. Their club transformed in the sense that over, over Dick Campbell's time there, they've come up from League Two, <clears throat> won the title, League One, won the title, into the, into the championship, which is not a division they've historically been in for great stretches of time. They've stayed there for, for five seasons now. They were on the verge mm-hmm. of being in the Premiership playoff one final. Result away. Yeah. Exactly. Well, they were on result they were away there, from getting promoted. They were 12 yeah. minutes away from, yeah. from going up. Um, so, I mean, that's unprecedented, yeah. pretty much, mm-hmm. for, for our growth. So, in that sense, it is the end of an era. But I don't know about you, George, but I kind of get the feeling from our growth that with, with some clubs of their stature and their status... Uh, and their part-time status. When they, when a manager like Dick Campbell leaves, the worry is whoever comes in because there's a major force mm. of personality with Dick yeah. Campbell there, <laughs> and uh, somebody like that can can Wait. do things that are a bit wild and out mm. there. But the, the worry is that somebody comes in and can't quite replicate mm. that man that, that magic. But with our growth, I've kind of got a, a feeling that because of the way the club is now set up to be where it is yeah. properly behind the scenes actually whoever comes in has has got a really decent shout at, at keeping them where they are at the, at the very least yeah well that is a club transformed as, as you said the whole club i yeah. mean you just have to go up there and see the mm-hmm. the differences they made to just the infrastructure yeah. around the stadium it, it looks great um and as you say everything behind the scenes i wouldn't want to be the one following dick campbell <laughs> i have to say um, because of the job he's done, mm-hmm. is and he, w- he will leave a, a massive uh, hole in terms of that character and yeah. leadership abilities. Um, along with his entire coaching staff, I was a wee bit surprised that everybody mm-hmm. decided it was time to go. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a bit a tough job to follow him, I think. But it's not a bad job to take if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Because <laughs> as, as Jim says, that they do back the managers and. Mm-hmm. and they want to stay in that championship. Yeah. Um, it's aye. End of an era. I was actually having a wee look at his first game. Oh yeah. David Gold has scored on Saturday. Oh really? Played that game. Ricky go. Little was playing that game. So yeah. it shows you that there's aye. a few players that I mean they've come up two divisions, mm-hmm. but they've still some continuity. There. It's not particularly been like they've just chucked the whole team out and then mm-hmm. it's been a, a whole new 
Lord of the Rings, he's used a lot of the players <coughs> that were there originally and, and yeah. come all the way up, which speaks volumes for the job he's done. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there, there's something else that strikes me about uh, uh, you know what I said about our growth. I mean, the, 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 these are changing times. The Scottish game has changed dramatically. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think, I mean, you know, I said to you the weekend, we're sitting having a gas at Dens at one stage, and I said, I've always thought that your club, Queen of the South, are one of the great underachievers. Yeah. And my, my, my old man, who was kind of dead a lot of years, he was a week about her, you know, I was mm-hmm. a, a very late baby. The family were much, much older than me. My old man would talk about people like, Billy Hulison at Queen of the South, mm-hmm. you know, go to see clubs in, in the days when fans went to see their own team, but they went to see the, the great players and other teams mm-hmm. as well, you know. Um, but the game has changed dramatically. You've seen the advent as we've got the pyramid system, all being perfect. You know, you're seeing really ambitious clubs coming through, the Celties, uh, and other, you're seeing old clubs like Berwick, East Stirlingshire, Cowdenbeath dropping out the leagues. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think any of that stuff is lost on clubs like our growth who also think, OK, we're not traditionally a... Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this second tier, I mean, maybe a, an old second division club at one time, but you know, um, I, I just think that there's a greater ambition, and and uh, the, the old kind of notion of this is your place, I think that's gone. Mm-hmm. There is mm-hmm. no good reason why Arbroath cannot uh, sustain themselves as a championship club. I mean, it's difficult because you know, they, 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 you know, they don't come from a town the size of Kirkcaldy like Wraith or, or Dunfermline or something like that, you know. Um, but, you know, bigger club than Queen's Park. I know there's money going to Queen's Park. I mean, Queen's Park are a glorified junior club. We all due respect to them, you know. Um, <coughs> Greening Morton. Morton don't play these days to me. I mean, I can remember Morton were a well-supported club, but they don't play that many more than, than, than our growth. Air, what, 1,500, 1,600? Mm. You know, I mean, our, our growth have got every right to be ambitious to say, OK, this has been a great period, but... We're not taking any chances here. This is our place, and if we slip out, it's dead hard to get back in. So mm-hmm. we're going to make a change now. And I, I think the really intriguing thing will be to see who comes in. I don't think they want... They'll not get somebody to replicate what... Dick, Dick was a, a one-off. He was a unique, you know. Mm-hmm. The whole bonnet thing, the character. He'd been about the game forever. Um, never the greatest of times when he was full-time. He, he kind of managed brilliantly at kind of part-time level. The great at Forfer. He's done really well here. I don't think they'll go for... That type of character, because there are no, there yeah. are no those How characters do don't yeah. exist yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. anymore, you know. So it'll be a different type of character, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think. But they've got a good, I say a board, they've got a good committee. Mm-hmm. It's a committee structure at our growth. And I think they've got good people there, they've got ambitious people, they've got smart people. And I think, you know, I, I certainly hope they make the right choice, and I certainly hope that they're going to stay up, because I think they've been, been a great boon for the area, mm-hmm. and, and been a great boon, I think, also for, for the romance of football. Yeah. Well, big shoes to fill, mm-hmm. big bonnet to uh, step under uh, at Arbroath uh, I think that'll do us for today chaps so thanks very much okay. for, for joining me today and thanks for listening and Eric will be back next week <laughs> cheers if you like the podcast we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it or even better leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts all that really helps people to find talking football and that means a lot to us. Don't forget too to pick up your copy of The Courier Monday to Saturday or go to thecourier.co.uk slash subscribe to find out how to get our award-winning sport, business and local journalism across Tayside and Fife in the way that's right for you. The Courier. Local matters.